Good morning. How's everybody doing? Good. Well, I've been getting blessed. I've had company. <laughs> I've had company, uh, some folks staying with Cheryl and I, and uh, Cowboy. <laughs> we got no hitching post, but, uh, but we got a cowboy staying with us. But I've been so challenged and, and blessed and it's always challenging when uh, some people are around, you know, but I don't mean challenged in a bad way, in a good way, just to, uh, just, you know, stirring up that desire in the heart to, to want to just share the love of Jesus. And and so uh, that's what we've been experiencing. Any of you folks that uh, in the past have uh, been here when Steve Same has shared, he's here from London, and uh, he's been such a blessing so far. We pray that it'll continue. <laughs> Amen. But uh, yeah, we were down at the public market yesterday and uh, got to uh, just uh, you know take a walk with Steve and you know he just loves to get out there and and uh, stir something up in people for Jesus and uh, it was a blessing you know you never know when you go into public with Steve you don't know what's going to happen you know. But uh, I don't either, you know. But he just, you know, you've been down the public market and praise the Lord. And someone over there working behind one of the tables is there, amen. And <laughs> they start going and, and uh, you just don't know what's going to happen. But uh, Steve's here, so let's welcome him. And uh, Pastor Ray, keep Pastor Ray in prayer because I think he's got the um, flu or something going on. You can come up, Steve. Yeah. Here's a cowboy. He won't pull out any guns, though. No pistols, no nothing. I do have a sword, though. Got a sword. Yes. Got bucked off the other day. And, uh, man, it was embarrassing. The stirrup got caught in my foot, and I'm just... I was so embarrassed until uh, that, that little girl came out and pulled the cord out, you know, that little horse beside uh, Walmart. <laughs> it was really embarrassing. Uh, praise God. I really appreciate the worship. Uh, so thank you, uh, those that labor in that, that blessed ministry. And wasn't it beautiful? It was just just simple um, joy. Da -da 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 -da. Of course, I've been hearing it in the house, but and it's been beautiful just to hear words to it. Open with me to 2 Corinthians. We're going to talk about our privilege today. You know, you have a great privilege in the Lord, and that privilege is being a reconciler, a reconciler. And we're going to enjoy that together today. That's, the, that's what God's word is for us. It's for us to have pleasure, for us to have ease. When Jesus said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. I don't know about you, but that's me. Man, this world, especially now, stress, you know, stress. It's all up here. How do you get rid of stress? You know, there's all kinds of multiple uh, things that you can do to get rid of stress. Well, I, I heard uh, uh, someone say, just breathe slow 14 times every now and then. It relieves stress. I'm going to try that one time. 15 times? No, just worship. Just worship. Yes, amen. But you know, Christ has given us that rest in him. He's given us rest in our soul. So, you know, all we have to do is keep coming to him. That's, that's that worship she's saying. We come to him, and he gives it to us. And then he says, now give it away. Don't keep it to yourself. Give it away. So this, this is what the Apostle Paul is talking about here. Uh, how many of you have an ambition? 
have an ambition. We all have an ambition. And uh, when you're younger, you have a bigger ambition. You know, sometimes you find out that your ambition was pretty silly, you know, even foolish. But you had one. You know, you had a desire and ambition in the world to be successful, you know, to be able to do something and it results in a, a, a good way, good results. And that's a beautiful thing. But God wants to give us that, that ambition. So the Apostle Paul says here in 2 Corinthians 5, 9, he says, Therefore, we also have as our ambition, your, yours might say aim, aim. If you ever have uh, shot a gun or a bow and arrow or whatever it may be. I remember when I was out with my dad when I was about eight years old and we, we went out hunting in Colorado and I had my own bow at eight years old, you know, and I was ready, you know, and I didn't know, do you just keep that thing like that? You know, felt like Cupid. But uh, my dad, you know, would say, no, you have to be quiet. You have to, and it just reminded me, you know, of, of, waiting on the Lord, making my aim right on this earth. But I, I remember taking, you know, getting ready, and my arm kept getting tired. A little kid, you know. And so then I got fidgety, and I'm just kind of looking at the twigs, you know, and trying to be quiet. Shh, okay, sorry. Before I knew it, I remember this, and this huge buck running by, and my dad pulled me out so I didn't get hurt by the thing I was supposed to shoot. And I had never even pulled back the, you know, I had no aim. And neither did he. He had to help me. Here's the Apostle Paul saying, therefore, we also have our ambition, our aim, our desire, our motivation, whether at home or absent, to be pleasing to him, to God. What a, what a simple life God has given us to be pleasing to him. That's, that's our singular ambition in life, to be pleasing to God. You know, a lot of husbands want their wives to be pleasing to them, and the, the wives want the husbands to be pleasing to them. But if, if the wife is pleasing to God and the husband is pleasing to God, they both have what they need because it's all in the Lord. So the aim is the same. The aim is to aim towards letting Christ rule and reign in our lives. And that's that being pleasing, acceptable, grateful to him. That's this word here, pleasing, being grateful. And don't you, don't you just somebody, sometimes just sit back and say, how, is, how did it happen to me? Why me? Why, God, did you choose me to forgive? Why did I awaken at this point in my life 38 years ago where, where you just said, hey, I want to forgive you. Hey, I want to bless you. Hey, I want to give you a real life. I want to give you truth. I want to set you free from Steve. That's what he said. And that's what he... And, and that... That, that singular moment, the day of my salvation, the day of your salvation, if you know Christ, that day, that singular mo moment lives on for eternity because eternity is now. And you and I have nothing else to do but be pleasing to him. <laughs> Isn't it easy? I mean, it, it sometimes becomes very difficult People say, well, you're going to do this, and you're going to do that, and you know what else you need to do? Oh, I'm not doing that. You know, I was just talking to a precious uh, lady about Islam uh, at the earlier service, and, you know, we were talking about, you know, how hard, she said, would it be to talk to, to, to Muslims? And I said, oh, my gosh, it's so easy. It's easy to talk to anybody, but, you know, they have, you, you know, the five pillars of faith, so you have to, you know, if you're really, shoes and tie. You have to, sorry, I can't help it. Got kids. Let me get that. 
<laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You want a double knot? Sure. Okay. So, Islam, you know, uh, it's not going to happen the rest of the day. We've got to make our aim straight, right? I don't want you to trip. So, Islam says, you know, the five pillars of faith, you've got to, you know, if you can, you've got to go to, um, to make a pilgrimage, you know, if, you, if you're wealthy enough. You know, you have, to, you have to fast. You have to give to the widows and the orphans, you know. They have, Jehovah Witness, they have, you know, the Mormon, you have to. We've got to be pleasing to God. That's it. That is rest. When you know my soul now can control my mind. God just wants me to be pleasing to him. It's just easy. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. But if I pick up my own burden and my own yoke, guess what? <sighs> got to do this again. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God, okay, got that over with. I have to do, you know, you have to do things. The law has to be fulfilled because we're under the law. We're not saved by that law through Christ. And our soul is not set free without that. So here the Apostle Paul says, I, I made, my, made it my aim, my ambition, singular. My singular aim. He didn't say aims. My aim is to be pleasing to God, to him. For we must all appear for the judgment seat of Christ. It's verse 10. Really? We're going to be judged by the way we lived? Even me? Yeah. But it's, it's a blessed judgment. But we're judged, each one of us, to, that we may receive the things done in the body according to what we've done, whether good or bad. See, if you know Christ, you're accountable. I am accountable for what he's given me. If you don't know Christ, you're still accountable. But it's a judgment for being without Christ. In Christ, we're accountable for, for the blessedness of what he's given us, the salvation of our souls, and the freedom from sin. We have a way to, to repent. We have a way to be refreshed in Christ. And, and it's unlike any. It's unlike anything on this earth. I mean, if you, you look at the wildlife, you look, how many of you like dolphins? What's wrong with the rest of you? How many of you like sharks? That's what's wrong with you. No. You know, you look at the wildlife, right? You look at, you know, and you just marvel. You just say, wow, how beautiful. You know, even a squirrel, you know, even, a, you know, all the different colors of birds and, you know, all the animal life and the males are the beautiful ones. And that, what happened? God created, woman was the wow, man. You know, the man was just man. But we're the only ones that have been given a soul to be able to be changed so that we can have this relationship with God that, that we seek to please him in. And when we seek to please God, guess what? Everything else works out. Everything. My marriage, my kids, everything works out. Because it's, it's all about walking with him. And he makes everything good. No, he makes everything wonderful. Is everything always just perfect? Absolutely not. And it's not supposed to be. Not until you meet him face to face. Not till I see him face to face. No more tears. No more wrinkles. No more bumps. I don't have to scratch anymore. I don't need that operation. I can see better. All these things that we, we struggle with today, God just says, just please me with the soul that I have 
made new. Just please me. He says, please me in such a way that you love me more than anything else. More than yourself. More than your wife. More than your kids. You put me first. And when you do that, I'm going to bless you so much that guess what? <laughs> your wife's going to love you. Your kids are going to love you. They may not say it out loud, but they're going to. But if you let me work through you, I will bless you. And the Apostle Paul knows that. It's his singular aim, singular ambition. And he's letting us know this. God, through the Holy Spirit, is teaching him to teach us. And he says, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. But we are well known to God, as I also he says, trust are well known in your consciences. How many of you have a conscience? How many of you don't even know you have a conscience? We, how many of you understand English? Okay. How many of you have to ask? I don't know. Might have to speak in an unknown tongue. So, the conscience, this word conscience means with knowledge. We all have, God's gifted us with knowledge, the conscience. And we know, and we struggle with that at times, saying, oh, ooh, shouldn't have done that, shouldn't have said that, shouldn't have thought that. God's, it's a blessing, it's a gift. And now God says, hey, you know what? I'm going to help you with that, Steve. I'm going to let you know when what you're doing is wrong. I'm going to let you know when what you're thinking is wrong. I'm going to let you know with what you're looking at is wrong. I'm going to make you blessed by giving you this conscience. Do you want it? Mm, I don't know. I kind of like looking what I look. I kind of like doing what I want to do. Uh, maybe later. You know, it's kind of like, you know, the choices you had when you were a child. Yeah, okay, thank, thank you, Dad. Maybe later. I'll do that. And, but we have a choice. We have a choice. God's given us the conscience. We can be like a feather touched in our conscience, and we say, oh, God, I don't want to offend you. Oh, God, I want to be pleasing to you. Oh, Lord, I'm sorry. The more you, you, you learn about God, we learn about his word, we say, wow, there's so much more that I want of God that I don't have, and I want it. I have to have it. I seek it. Oh, God, do what you want to do in me. Oh, Lord, I want to be pleasing. This is Paul's whole idea, whole desire. Look back at verse 4. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, Look back at, yeah, five, five, four. I'm not even there in my Bible, so second. Five, four. He says, he's talking about the tent. How many of you love to go out and camp? You know, hear that rain out there trying to get in? I love it, as long as it doesn't get in. He says this, for we, this is verse 4, 5, 4 of 2 Corinthians. For we who are in this tent groan, uh, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed, that mortality may be swallowed up by life. We groan. Listen, you're going to groan whether you have the Lord in your life or not. <laughs> Natural groaning. You're going to groan. My favorite thing is to stub my toe. How about you? You know, especially, you know, the really cruncher. Real, you know, where you're like this. Didn't break. It didn't break. It didn't break. You know, and you're kind of like, ooh. But we're all going to groan. But here, he's saying, hey, this groaning is going to be clothed and reclothed. You know, in other words, that we're... God's going to give us relief, and we seek relief when we groan in this, this earthly tent you know, of our own sin, our worst enemy, ourself. 
the natural Steve, the natural man. So we groan, and God says, I'm going to clothe you with my spirit. But do you want it? We have to, we have to want it. We have to have it that our ambition, our desire. And here, God has given us this altered free soul in our life. It's been so altered that he set us free from our sins that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because the law of the spirit of life has set us free from the law of sin and death. But we have to stay in the spirit of God by hearing the word of God and being sensitive by our aim, by our ambition. And we don't pick up the ambition of the world again to be successful, to be to be conformed to the world. No, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What has to renew the mind is the, the, the altered soul that God gives us so that the soul affects our thinking. That when I look over there and I see something that is wrong uh, and my, my, my eyes say, lust, my soul says, no. You're separating yourself from God. Don't. Your soul is, is corrected. And that's what the, you read the Psalms. That's all that happened with David is, oh, my soul. He was speaking to his soul. And God was working on us. And this, this is the call of God in our lives. If we really want to live on this earth with joy and peace and encouragement and total happiness, this is what we have to seek. And it's worth it. It's more than worth it. There is nothing out there anyway but snow. <laughs> Come on. So God's seeking our attention all the time. He says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. A new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I mean, you talk about good news. Uh, the old is gone. The old Steve is gone. Well, he keeps coming back. But I have to keep saying, no, that's not me. It's, it's what Christ has done in me. I remember when I was young trying to fight that, you know. I, would, I, I, I remember being you know, like 15, 16, and I saw somebody that was popular. And I, I thought, man, that guy's so popular. You know, I, I want to be popular. Hmm. Oh, let's see, I can't be popular being Steve. I think I'll be John. So I, oh, I want to copy John. So I copied John for a little while, and people kind of liked me just a little bit more. But then they didn't like me anymore because it wasn't me, and I was faking to be me. We've, God has, has given us the gift, so, so greatly altered our, our soul that he set us free from having to be someone else. To be pleasing to him is all we need, and so he gives us complete contentment and rest to our soul. You know, Without Christ, what do you have? You have, again, the, the, the natural man, right? The natural woman. But we've been given this secret. The secret of the kingdom of God. Go with me to Mark chapter 4. Most secrets are, are told to not tell, right? You know, it's, that's a secret. Secret's supposed to be a secret. You don't tell people about it, but not with the kingdom of God. Jesus said, he said, I have, even when they came to get him and, and Judas kissed him, and he said, oh, you, you betray the son of man with a kiss? And he said, I was, I was in the temple teaching. I was all over, everywhere, healing, raising the dead, feeding the 5,000 and the 4,000. I, I, you know, I said nothing he said in secret. Everything I said was in the open. And then he tells his, his, 
his apostles and his disciples, you and me, he says, shall, you know, put it on a, on a rooftop. It's not a secret. The mystery of the kingdom of God has been laid bare to you and I when he has redeemed our soul. And so he said, don't put it under a bed, a candle under a bed. Don't put that, that lamp, that, uh, that fire that God has given you in your soul underneath a bushel. He said, put it on a lampstand and let everybody see. Let everybody know. Let everybody know. And, and as we, we continue in the Lord, it, it, we understand something. So go back with, to 2 Corinthians now, 5.18. He says, now all things are of God. Can you, can you relate with that? All things in your life are of God now. Nothing that is, you are experiencing in life is without God, unless you are without God. All things are of God, verse 18, who has reconciled us through himself, Jesus Christ, and given us the ministry of reconciliation. So this word reconciled means to return with favor to him. God has returned your soul into favor with God if you've been born again by the Spirit of God. If your soul has been born again, you now have, he's made the two one again. You, you, you've been made whole. I've been made whole. So I, I've been reconciled. God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, now he's given us something. Here you go. A ministry. You know you have a ministry? No. I just go to church. Do you know you have a ministry? No, I just I go to work. Do you know you have? No, I just shovel snow. No, no, we have a ministry. And that ministry is the ministry of reconciling others with the reconciliation that we've been given. It's not a secret. The mystery has been uncovered to you and I. He's, been, he's given us this mystery and uncovered that the Son of God is the Savior of the world. As, as Peter said to Jesus, you are the, the, the Son of God, the Savior of the world. And Jesus said, let me tell you something, Peter, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father in heaven. You didn't come up with this in your thinking. You didn't say, um, would it be right to say? No, it came from the soul. And the soul told your mind, and you spoke it. He said, but this is, this is not revealed to everyone. You know, you can't make yourself become a Christian. You can't. And you can't make anybody else become a Christian. You can't make yourself become a Christian. How could you make anybody else? We have to surrender our lives to the Lord and then say, God, only you. Only you, oh God. Only you can do what I can't do, and I need you, oh God. I need you. I had a guy come in named Dwayne into the outreach center, and um, he comes on Saturdays, and we have an open, uh, it used to be a pub, so we have a, uh, a um, pool and table tennis and, and foosball, and, and we, Tina and I serve drinks, and we share the scriptures in the middle. And Dwayne came in, and and uh, he's about a 30-year-old guy. Um, and uh, he, he came into the Bible study also one night. And he, and he said, can I talk to you afterwards? Because I was talking about, about being redeemed in the, through the Lord. And, and uh, I was sharing that. He said, do you think I'm saved? <laughs> do you think I know the Lord? And I said, I don't know. Do you, Duane? So that's, that's something you will know. I can't tell you that. And if I did tell you that, I would be wrong. Because only the Spirit of God can do that in you. 
And if you want that with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength, God will give it to you. But the Bible's clear. Many are called. Few choose him or are chosen. Few. Few. Do you know how many went back with Nehemiah and Ezra in the days uh, of the exile? They all could have went, but only like less than 1% went. Do you know how many that, that, that came out of Egypt ended up in the in land of Canaan? All, of, all the parents were, God just let them die off because they had no desire to serve him. Do you know how many are, you know, are going to be, uh, it says in, in Revelation, how many of the Jews will come in? 144,000. That's not very many. Many are called, few are chosen. And if you know the Lord, God has chosen you, and he's given you a ministry. Not, you know, Stan, you know. Not Ray. Not the, you know, the worship. You, a ministry. Me, a ministry. And that's what he's saying. That's what Apostle Paul is saying. He's redeemed our soul, so he's given us a ministry of reconciliation. And once you get that, the word of God in you, all of a sudden you can't shut up. You want to share this life. You want to give this away that God has given you. You feel selfish if you don't. You feel alive because of what he's done. And it, so he says, not only has God given us this ministry, this ministry of reconciliation, it says in verse 19, that is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them. And he's committed us to us the word of reconciliation. So he's given us this ministry and he's committed it to it. God is committed. Are you? Am I? Are we committed to pleasing God and that's our singular aim? If we are, you know what we'll do? Pray more? Fast more? Love more? Give more? How about listen more to his word? That's the only thing that can do it for us. And everything has to come from Christ. Otherwise, you know, you're going to say, what a nice guy. You know, what a great girl. You know, aren't they fun? But when something comes from within, it's Christ. And you say, wow, like the two that walk with Jesus, how we felt. How our souls were stirred. That's why when we come together, when Jesus said, when two or three are gathered together with me, there I am in the midst. It, it's, wow. Whoa. It's, it's a joy. It's a peace. It's an overwhelming. That phone might be for me. We have this distinguishing favor from God. Don't keep it to yourself. We've been given this ministry of reconciliation. He says in verse 20, Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. Boy, what another descriptive word. We're an ambassador for Christ. As, through, as though God were pleading through us. Pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. I can get on my knees and I can... I can and I, and I have, and I've told my kids, please, go, come to know the Lord. He's the greatest uh, gift that, that we can have, please. Okay, Dad, you can get up now. It's not going to be until they want him. One of them is really serving him. You know, I, I pleaded with my, my, uh, my oldest son, Stephen. I didn't get on my knees, but I said, Stephen, stop it. He was smoking. I said, stop it. Stop. You don't understand what you're doing to your body. Stop smoking. I want to see you later. Stop. And he just, thanks, Dad. I love you. You know? Thanks, Dad. Stephen, your, your, your mother's father died when he was 34 of cancer. Stop smoking. Thanks, Dad. 
I probably will. You know, I've stopped before. Like, what, what am I supposed to say? You're smoking now. I've stopped before. I said, Stephen, he had a heart attack at 32 years old. Yeah. It's seven, three blockages, 70% on the widow maker. You know, God spared his, his life, and he's, you know, praise not smoking now. Didn't know the Lord yet, but he was the one that would go out with me and preach everywhere. Wow, he knows what reconciliation is. I can't wait to see him and get on my knees with him again. Why not? We're, God, God is trying to tell us, you know, to plead with him to be used by him to share this beautiful gospel, this secret that we've been given. Go with me to Philippians chapter 3. Three twelve says, again the Apostle Paul saying, not that I have already obtained it, not that I've already obtained it, or have already become perfect. But I press on so that I may lay hold of, apprehend, this word is, that I may apprehend that for which I was apprehended by Christ Jesus. How many of you ever been apprehended? Apprehended. I'm not talking about arrest, so it's okay. <laughs> well, well no, no, let's go ahead and ask. How many of you been arrested? <laughs> I have. I got my hand up. One time bad, the rest was good. When you're apprehended, usually, you know, you think of, whoosh, right? Yes, officer, right? You're apprehended. Well, that's, that's what he's saying. You've been arrested by God, but it's a beautiful because he set us free from ourselves. And, and, and if we're in the jail, we're still free in Christ. So he's arrested us. And then the apostle Paul is saying this. He's saying, not that I've become perfect, not that I've already obtained. He said, I press on so that it may, may be apprehended again by God. Be arrested by God. This word is seize tight hold of. Arrest, catch, comprehend. For that which was laid hold of or apprehended by Christ Jesus. I've already been apprehended by Christ. He's already given me a ministry of reconciliation. He's already saved my soul and set me free. Now, oh God, apprehend me again. Do it again, God. Refresh my soul so I can refresh other people. Give me this joy so I can give the joy away. And you know what God says? Here's some more. Here's some more. You know, there's a lot of people that just don't want to hear about the Lord, right? That's okay. They've got two fingers. Hey. But that shouldn't stop us from sharing. And as a matter of fact, it can't stop us from sharing the good news of the Lord. Because we've been called to be that blessing to other people. And we get back more than we ever could give away. God is such a giver. He just gives right back to us. And, and we just, we, we're, we're apprehended again. Enjoying the counsel and the blessing of God in our soul that gives our mind rest. Gives our, our mind peace. Sets us free from ourselves in our thinking. It's all problems right there, you know. It is. And, and you never know what God's going to do. You never know. There's a guy um, that comes to Speaker's Corner all the net time. His name is Rob, and he's always carrying a, um, a bottle of beer or a can of beer or Jack Daniels or whatever. And this is in the morning, about 11.30 or so. And, you know, and he's... He's always mocking and everything, and we've tried to make friends with him. I call him, I call him my frenemy because he, he, no. But we saw him right before we, uh, at McDonald's, right before we're going over to Speaker's Corner, 
one Sunday and uh, said, hey, Rob, hey, can Tina and I get you a cup of coffee? And he said, well, that's very nice of you, but no thank you. I said, oh, okay. He, I said, see you over at Speaker's Corner. And he really likes Tina. He talks to Tina a lot, and, you know, they say something, but he doesn't like us. He really likes Tina, but he doesn't like her. You know what I mean? So I get up, and I'm about to preach, and uh, I just got up on the ladder, and I just about, just about to preach, and um, I hear somebody yelling, and it's Rob right in the middle of the crowd. He says, hey, everybody, it's okay. It's okay. Everything's going to be fine. He's got his best friend with him today. Talking about Tina. thought, wow, he's got his best friend. That's, that's right. My best, she's my best friend. And, but what made him say that? You know? I don't know. You never know who God's going to reach. I was preaching uh, 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 a couple of months or so ago, and in the crowd up walks two guys with uh, uh, two liter things of beer. And, and they're smoking marijuana, passing it around. And they're, they're coming up, and they're just kind of laughing, you know, about the scriptures, and I'm sharing with them. I'm sharing, I was sharing about how, you know, God loves us, but he has a standard, and he wants us to keep it. And they started shouting, and one of them kind of took over, and the other one kind of agreed. And, uh, you know, they're drinking and, and, and smoking and, and passing the joint to each other. And I used to do that, so I knew, you know. And I, I, was, I just joked with them. I said, hey, could you guys not smoke? I don't, I don't want to get high while I'm preaching. And they kind of looked at me. I said, oh, I'm just kidding, just kidding. But I, I, I was asking them, directing it to them. I said, you know, you guys, you've got to come back to earth sometimes. You have to realize that, that God's got a plan for your life, and he loves you, and he wants to give you rest in your soul. And with, without that, I know you're going to turn to that. It's just like Rob. You know, you're going to turn to that. And there's, they said, you know, they're drinking. And one of the guys said, ha, ha, ha. You don't even know what you're talking about. They weren't drunk, but it sounded like it, didn't it? I said, what do you mean? He said that everybody can do whatever they want on this earth. We can do what we want. There's really not any God. You can do what I said. You've got to be kidding me. How is that going to work? What do you mean? I can do whatever I want, and you can do it. Yeah, and you can, so I can come and punch you in the face, and you know you're going to go. <laughs> Thanks. I said that's not. There's nothing there. I said that makes no sense. What is wrong with you? How could you even get to that thinking? It makes no sense. And he looked at me and went, <laughs> "You're not going to believe it." He pulled up his leg and he says, last night I, we were out drinking, I got a tattoo and it said, no sense on it. <laughs> you never know how God's going to minister. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's the world we live in, isn't it? No sense. It doesn't have to make sense. It just needs to be fun or it just needs to be the way I want it to be. But God's got a beautiful plan of reconciliation in our life. And he wants us to go and give that reconciliation away. And we got to talk to them guys. But, you know, hey, God's goodness is beyond measure. And he has taken what was veiled or what was a mystery and given us that mystery uncovered by his word. We can understand this. Otherwise, it's a foreign language. It's a foreign language. Do you know that? If I said to you, nasan yung sampatos? Mabute. Sorry picking on you today. Yung sawa? You would say, Hey, English, right? Just ask you your name. And I said those were nice shoes. But that's, that's a language you didn't understand, right? 
That's the way it is with the world. They look at this and they think, oh, I understand that. A parable of talents. One at five, one at two, one at one, you know, and I can understand, but they don't understand the spiritual impact of that. They don't understand the mystery of the gospel. They're not set free in their thinking to understand the love of God and that everything comes from that, that the initial understanding of being set free from your sins and then everything flows from Christ. They don't get that. It's a foreign language to them. But God's given it to you and me. He's set us free and given us a ministry. He's committed a ministry to us of reconciliation. And now he's saying, get into my word, let your, my word fill you up, and you don't have to go out there and say, hey, I got something to tell you, and you're going to listen. Do you hear me? You hear me? You're, it's, no, you're just going to say, God, put me in the right place at work. God, wherever I go, use me. And you know what? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. God's going to bless us back. And he's going to open a door. And when he opens the door, you're going to say, <laughs> I could have forced that one open. But when it opens with God, it's just beautiful, isn't it? I've forced plenty of doors. I bet you couldn't tell. <laughs> Sorry, is your knee okay? So God's, God's got this ministry, and we're blessed with that. We, we, we have it, and now... He wants us to give it away. And it's up to us to do that. He says here, and I'm going to finish with this scripture. He says, uh, 2 Corinthians 4, uh, 5 through 9. So it's not this scripture, it's these scriptures. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your bondservants for Jesus' sake. Not a servant, a bondservant. The apostles would say that over and over again. Uh, the, 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 they were bondservants. And uh, the word is actually just servant, but what they were getting across is sold to the Lord. If you looked in the Old Testament, you'd see it. It's a term of permanency, a bondservant. And he says here, we have, I skipped, I'm sorry, for it is, it, it is, the, it is God, the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give us light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Always through Christ, we get light. We get light. We have this treasure, verse 7, in earthen vessels. We have a treasure in earthen vessels. It's not in the stock exchange. It's not in gold. It's not in, you know, uh, five years stored food in case. It's, it's not in a great car. We have a treasure and it's in earthen vessels. It's, it's fragile, but it's strong because it's God. That is the excellency of the power that it may be of God and not of us. Got to give away the Lord. Leave Steve alone. Let God be glorified. And, but he says, listen, this is what's going to happen. Verse 8, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. You know what those are, right? It's difficult, but I'm all right. Oh, gosh, that was hard, but I came out of it. That's what it is. It's supposed to be that way. You don't go through life without troubles. It makes me sick to hear all these parents that say they've got perfect kids. They're liars. I wonder, you know, a lot of times, what kind of parent were you? It, it just doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way in the natural man or the natural woman. It's, it's not that way. And Paul says, he's saying, it's going it's to be hard. You know, sometimes you're going to be troubled. But don't worry. 
It's, it's going to be okay. You're going to be persecuted, but you won't be forsaken. You're going to be cast down, but you won't be destroyed. This is the Christian life. Because God, the, sh the light shines out of darkness. Look in, in uh, uh, Genesis chapter 1, he's talking about that. Before the sun and moon was even uh, created, God, sh the light shined out of darkness. Where'd that come from? God. He's showing us. He's, he's, he's given us this ministry of reconciliation. When you've come to know Christ, now he wants you to go give that light away. And it's going to come out of a lot of your darkness, your troubles, your difficulties, your hardships. But God wants to help you with your anger. God wants to help you with your lust. God wants to help you and me with our greed and, and the things that, that, that trouble us, our stresses and our worries. He wants to help us with that. He wants to bring light out of darkness. And when we, 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 we're troubled, but we're not in complete despair. We're close, but we're not ruined. The world may rejoice. Yes, it's going to happen with the two, two uh, witnesses in the end times, right? They're going to be dead for three days, and they're going to put them on the streets, and they're going to say, <laughs> yes, those people that came and preached the word of God to us, and then they tortured us a little bit. <laughs> Look at that. And then they're going to rise up, and they're going to go, <laughs> it, It's God's way. Jesus endured the cross for us. He looked at the cross. And, and, he, and, he, and he looked at it with delight. He didn't despise it. He looked at it because he knew the outcome. God knows the outcome of what's going to happen in each of our lives. He has a plan, but we've got to have an aim to please him. Right? We have to have that aim because he's given this treasure in earthen vessels. So God is there. And I'm going to end with it. one other story. You know, one of the hardest things for us to understand, I believe, and me particularly, I don't know if you've been listening, but I've been listening to the Word of God because I'm preaching to myself here. The, the, the thing that we have to have in our life is, is godly sorrow. We really do. We have to understand that that produces in us something. For our sin, godly sorrow, not worldly sorrow, not with one eye shut, but true repentance. It's a beautiful thing that has to take place in each of our hearts. And when it does, new life is birthed. And, 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 and you feel so blessed. Have you ever felt on the edge of despair just like he was talking about there. And you're just like, gosh, nothing. And you say, oh, let me read something. You start reading a little bit of the Word of God, and you're like, oh. And all of a sudden, bam, you're just right out of it. Because the power of the Word of God, Jesus said over and over and over again, you know, you, you don't understand. You don't understand because you don't understand the scriptures, nor the power of God. And we don't understand a lot of times that our misery, God is just waiting to change our lives as we give our misery to him. It's, it's that process, that process. I was preaching uh, at Speaker's Corner, and um, I, I, I just feel like, you know, getting on your knees is in public is... is Important for especially people that that don't know the Lord, and so I challenge people, and they and they, if they where's God, right? Where's show me God, and then I'll believe you. And I say I always tell them, you want to see God? You, are you sure you want to see God? Are you want to see God? Uh -huh. You want to see God? Yeah, show me God. Well, I can't show you God, but you can see God. Okay, well, where he is? Where is he? He's right up here. Come here. So they'll come up like something's going to happen, like I'm going to pray for him. Right? I said, okay, you ready? Yes, show me God. I said, okay, here we go. What are you doing? What are you doing? Hey, what are you, I'm not getting on my knees. Well, you don't have to get on your knees if you don't want to, but you have to be on your knees in your heart. If you want to stand... You can. 
And, and they're saying, oh, no, and I'm grabbing their hand, pulling them down. <laughs> and they're going, oh, oh. Well, this guy, he got on his knees. And I didn't have to pull him down. And he said, well, what do I, what, what do I got to do? I said, Noel, you don't have to do anything. This isn't about you doing something. This is about you seeing God. You want to see God. God will reveal himself to you if you ask him to forgive your sins. Well, what sins? All of them. Yeah, all of them. Huh, okay. And while I'm talking to this guy, another guy comes out of the crowd and gets on his knees right next to him. And I thought, wow, that was beautiful. And I looked at him and I said, hey. And I kept talking to this guy, and I'm talking to this, this other guy. And within about five minutes, within that five minutes of me talking to him, and there's a big crowd around, you know. By that time, this, this guy got up and went back in the crowd. And I went, oh, gosh, oh, well, you know. So I'm talking to this guy, and he says, you know, I'm not sure if this is for me. I said, well, you're going to have to figure it out. But you'll never forget the day that you got on your knees before all these people to consider Christ in your life. He said, yeah, I don't think I'll forget this. And he got back up. So we got done. Tina and I got, got done, you know, uh, about 20 or 30 minutes later, and, and I'm thinking, gosh, that guy, you know? Oh, well, God knows, right? God knows nothing escapes the mind of God. Nothing. Ah, uh, so we're getting ready to go, and there he is. He walks right up to us. He's got tears in his eyes, and he says, hey, my name's Ivan. I said, hey, Ivan. He said, I'm ready. I, want, I, want, I need Jesus. I said, I saw you kneeling down. Why'd you get up? I, I need Jesus. I, I, really, I really want what, what, whatever he can give me. And Tina looked at him. He said, she said, let's get on our knees. We got on our knees, and Ivan cried out to the Lord and, and, and received the Lord. The other guy went away without that. It was the one talent dude. You know, it was the other five versions. It was the people who you know, forsook him at the wedding. You know, it's, it's, it's many are called, few are chosen. You can't make it happen, but you certainly can sit there and be used by God to see his vessel and his blessing in other people and, and, and let the, the, the blessing of the ministry of reconciliation be in you and through you. And you sit back and you say, he got back up, man. He was so excited. He was so excited. We gave him a Bible. And uh, Ivan was, gosh, I've been waiting for this all my life. He said, and, uh, I wanted it and I really wanted it. I'm thinking the other guy that got up that said the first th that in the beginning and other people. And he said, I've really wanted this. And I'm just, oh, thank you. And we prayed with him again. And, and, uh, and he said, okay, and gave him a Bible. And I said, you, Ivan, you got to read this because it's going to show you uh, what you've just done, and you're going to be so blessed. And he said, I'm going to. I'm going to go home right now. He said, I, I want to go home right now. I'm going to call my wife in Brazil and tell her. Oh, wow. He's got a wife in Brazil. You know, so you never know what God's going to do, but he certainly blessed us. Man, we, were, we walked on. We didn't even need any gas in the car. We just... You know, I mean, God just so blessed us. Uh, and, and, and that's that giving back, you know, that do, God does. Everywhere you go, you don't have to make it happen. We don't have to make it happen. We can let God do it. Okay, let's pray. Father, we just thank you. We do, we thank you. And if you, you don't know Christ in your life yet, if you're, you're battling that, if you're, you were like Ivan and, that, and you walked away a, a many times and you're like the other guy that, that got on his knees and, got back up and you if that's you just come on up and I want to pray with you it's no no big deal but it's God's deal it's not something that is so overwhelming that it should be a difficulty because it's the love of God he did it in me when I was 17 years old and I was struggling. I know what that's all about. Everyone here knows what that's about if they've come to know the Lord, that decision. If that's you, come up here and just sit with me.
on these steps. And we'll just pray with you. There's people in this church that love you. And as that, that thought is in your mind, that consideration, I just pray, oh God, that these, this time, this day, oh God, Father, that you would just minister to each of us and encourage our hearts, Lord, in what you've given us. Lord, let us not waste it, Lord God. Let us, Lord, hear your word and be a doer of your word, walking looking in the perfect law of liberty, your word, and looking at what we're like and realizing what you can do and walking away being a doer of the word, not just a hearer. Lord God, affect us more. Oh God, apprehend us, Lord Jesus. Let your will be done in our lives. We thank you, O oh God. We praise you, Lord Jesus. We give you, Lord God, our lives anew right now, O oh God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord.